I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. Hello, and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that tries, that, that actually tries. You know, actually just, just try. It doesn't just recycle shit from other podcasts with a hastily thrown together premise and no actual gags. We try, we try to make this good Paul. for people who listen to it, you know? Snap out of it. We try to respect you, we're not cynical, lazy pieces of shit. I'm Paul Sold. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we'll be talking about lesbian vampire killers. Mm. Uh, Phil Clayton's 2009 terrible Fuck! film. Sorry, just remembered. <laughs> Phil Clayton's 2009 terrible film about two irredeemable monsters who find themselves beset by lesbian vampires in a small village in Norfolk. Um, the terrible film was met by fairly bad uh, reviews. Uh, Peter Bradshaw over at The Guardian said, St. Trinian's meets the descent in the pages of Nuts magazine. Yeah. Big ones. Big, yeah. big old flapping nuts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Meanwhile, Shenanigus over IMDb... Nope. <laughs> No, I no. Okay, never mind. Uh, Shenanigus over IMDb said, "This is for everyone who didn't like this movie. What did you expect, really? What did you expect? You went to see a movie called Lesbian Vampire Killers. Okay, it wasn't the best movie ever. The style was kind of like Heroes meets Shaun of the Dead. No, it wasn't. Yes, yeah. It says who it was. Oh, you're calling Shenanigus a liar." Not only a liar, but a rake, a cad. <laughs> um, but it was as funny as other good comedies. <laughs> as hmm. funny as the other good comedies are. It kept me entertained from start to finish, mostly because of the lesbians, but that's neither here nor there. And although the plot was simple, it was a nice idea. There's a lot to unpack in that There's a, tr- review. a tremendous amount. Jamie Ward at IMDb, who gave Suicide Squad 10 stars, <laughs> says not everyone will appreciate what Clayton and company achieve here. Brackets, in fact, most will just brush it off as nothing more but juvenile penis jokes. Who would do such a thing? Close brackets. What? It's the perfect Friday night popcorn muncher. Oh, God. So we've got one person who can't do English. <laughs> And one person who said it was it was as funny as all the other comedy films. Yeah. But he was more interested in the lesbians. But that's neither here nor there, Paul. It's neither here nor there. Here it's nor there. Massively relevant <laughs> to this to this uh, to the following argument. <laughs> well, Paul, you abomination against Christ. Hello. Hi. What's the one good thing that makes this as good as other good comedies? Well, Paul, I think you learned a very important lesson. Did I? Yeah. So we were in initially going to be watching Date Movie. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, back when this podcast started, we came up with a rule that was uh, if one person didn't want to watch the film, they had one veto. They're allowed to veto any film they want on the condition that the other person gets to pick the film. No buts. Yeah, so it's interesting that you say I'm the one who learned this lesson. <laughs> the lesson yeah. I learned, therefore, is that you're a sadistic piece of shit. Well, you, wanted, you, you didn't want to watch Date Movie. I didn't want to watch Date Movie because I've had a lifelong crush on Alison Hannigan and really didn't want to watch her flounder around in a fat suit, uh, making horrendous gags. Um, she did that by... for you, Paul. She actually mouthed our, our name <laughs> <laughs> on screen. For Paul's everywhere. 
and then just and you said no so um so i chose this one um you know this is the first british film that we've done yep first um, british film on, i'm a true uh, patriot Yes, you are. And you're just too afraid to face your fat Alison Hannigan nightmares. <laughs> like a real man would. Like a man who appears in Lesbian Vampire Killers. Yeah, proper proper man, proper bloke. Mm. So we did watch this film. We did. We actually watched this we film. genuinely watched this film. <laughs> um, Lesbian Vampire Killers. Um, I mean, you know, it's got to be a bit of fun, right? I mean, with a name like that, Lesbian Vampire Killers, I expected some scares... Mm. Some laughs, double F. Yeah. To be honest with you, <laughs> expected a little bit of titillation. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, I don't know if you saw the cover to the box or anything, but it had a, it had, it had, it had, it had some breasts on the box. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't. Oh, we'll have to put the explicit content on now. I know. Ooh, don't. Oh, God, what if, what if Mr. iTunes? Sorry, what everyone. We're we about. just got distracted talking about boobies. I know Again. there's boobs in this one. Ooh. Ooh, yes. So, um, Paul, what happens in this movie that has both um, great frights, mm-hmm. laughs, As with all of these films on the OGT pod range, it begins with... What is oh, exposition! Delivered through. Exposition man. Flashback? The voiceover. Voiceover, yay. It's, a, it's an expository voiceover. <laughs> God, our chemistry is so good. Yeah, we're... Oh, it's, it's beautiful the way we finish each other's... Um... This film begins yes. with this voiceover saying there was an old vampire queen, mm. right? And she was bit of a bit of a wrong'un. Oh, yeah. Um, a, a knight came along. A knight set out, sorry, to... to get her yeah. and he gets back home and he realises that sh- the vampire's gone to his house and is seducing his wife oh. and he goes no and then yeah. he go- and then he kills her yeah. before he <coughs> kills her she lays a curse on him okay so the curse is quite complex go for it every woman in this town this mm-hmm. village sorry because it was quite a mild curse it was only first level cursing mm. will become a lesbian at aged 18 yes age 18 they will become a lesbian until the last descendant of this guy comes back to the village to slay her again. Yes. I think props to them for trying to set up a premise. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to begin in the pub. Yes, me too. They just um, get there and then... Yeah. Yeah, but there's a, there's a So plot. the next scene um, is in the pub. <laughs> no, actually, the, 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 next, the next two scenes are... Well, it's our strong, heroic, brave lads yes. um, being unfortunately berated and emasculated mm. by two bitches. Yeah. You know the bitches? Yeah. You know them? You know, like, women who Not actually men. have, like, careers and, like, things yes. that they want for themselves? Bitches. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, they all hate men. Yeah. And they're all out to get them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, our lovable, you know, lovable lads, you can't yeah. see, but I'm, like, rocking side to side, putting my elbows out. Deeply like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A couple of lads, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. So Stop, stop it. Sorry. I'm now the an- anti-titillated. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll win you back by the end. <laughs> Early on, it lays out its um, sort of misogynist agenda, I'd say. Yes. So the lads are uh, Matthew Horn and James Corden. So they are. Horn and Corden, as they oh. shall henceforth be known. Um, Horn is being dumped by his uh, by his girlfriend. Who sleeps with a lot of people. Who sleeps with a lot of people. She's promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about you, but I associate promiscuity and women with um, just uh, evilness. With, with yes? 
Yes. Meanwhile, um, Corden's being fired by his remarkably similar looking boss. Yeah. Also sort of a woman in a tight business suit. That's how you know they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was firing him from being a, f- a children's clown. Yes. You're a children's clown, she says drawing attention to um to a joke i think he, he gets yeah. fired because he punches a little girl a little boy this time as a little boy last time he's a little girl last time yeah he's our hero he's our hero yeah um um so we got the joke twice there which is very helpful lovely because I, I i i definitely forgot to laugh the yeah. first time yes it was helpful to have our own mind yes it's worth mentioning this is about 10 minutes into the film and already we've had the Zack snyder style opening with its mm-hmm. fast motion and slow motion and like weird nauseating ex- uh, effects and uh, like overuse of CGI. I yes. imagine there was no actual locations shot in that opening. Mm-hmm. And then our second shot uses Edgar Wright style weird camera movements, odd angles, and sound effects. Yes, to very unnerving effect. Things are different now to how they used to be. I just don't love you anymore. I just think we're stronger together apart. We're six minutes into the film, so so he he Horn gets dumped, Corden is fired. They're just two downtrodden, d- down on their luck kind of lads, lads that we all love because we all love lads. Yep, we all love. Oh, do you remember the things that lads say? Like, oh, oh come on, love shows your tits. Right? Oh, 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 we'll do you for free, love? Can't can't oh. even say that now. Can't no. even say no. harmless lad things like that, no. or they'll literally put you in. Oh, prison. you're not gay, are you? Like lad, things that lads say like that. Not gay. Oh, white England. <laughs> Come on, lads. Let's go do a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> like all the lads do. <laughs> so so they're, in the, they're in the pub and they're like, oh, life's so tough on us. Still, yeah. tits, right, eh? Tits, tits and wanking and we're not gay. Yeah, let's have a wacky adventure. You and me. I'm not going to bum me or anything, but I think you could use a distraction. Where do you suggest we go? Ibiza. Sun, sea, sand. Clubs and fanny. Lots and lots of fanny. Loads and loads of fanny. A gargantuan amount of virginity. They decide, after ruling out the possibility of going to Ibiza and sleeping with a lot of women, yeah. because there's, as Corden says, a tremendous amount of fanny there. Yeah. What is fanny? I've not heard this expression before. It sounds like some sort of substance it's or quant- a- quant- thing you can get in quantity. It's actually car buffer. Right. That's been diluted by elderflower cordial. And if you rub oh, it all over a lady's boobies, it makes them very happy. Uh, it makes who very happy, sorry? The, the ladies? Or... <laughs> Me and you, Paul. <laughs> Me and you, the Pauls. <laughs> the Pauls get happy when this happens. I don't feel very happy. No, I, <laughs> I, I feel like happiness has died within me. So they, they, don't go to, they don't go to Ibiza because they're broke. Yes, because he's given all of his money to his bitch ex-girlfriend. Evil and girlfriend. just been fired by his bitch boss. Yes. So who are bitches? Yeah, who are bitches? Um. So they they throw a dart, uh, a very nice, expensive-looking map <laughs> on the pub wall of the UK, and say yes, and say, well, we will go wherever this dart lands, and the dart lands on Cragwich in Norfolk. Yes. So they go to Cragwich. Yeah. They they argue a bit about hiking. Corden is complaining that he's not going to get enough fanny. Yes. Here and then they're walking through um, an uh, an opening and they find a house from which four women emerge. Yes. Uh, and they get into their um, van and they drive off. 
Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot what film we're watching. Four bits of funny. Yeah, four came out birds. Of the house four in total like birds. tight clothes and yeah. slow motion and overly mm-hmm. saturated shots and bouncing cleavage and yeah. tight shorts and they they all have to climb over a bit of fence yeah. rather than open it and they come over in slow motion and one of them's wearing a skirt. And you get to see a yeah, nick one of them sucking on a lollipop. Oh yeah, and, oh. And one of them, it was a bit weird. One of them was having full on sex in the background of a yeah guy. with that... herself in a, uh, watching it in a mirror. <laughs> Yeah, it was she's, weird. She's like she this, brought um, the mirror with her and she was just humping it whilst also trying to get over this fence. It was very awkward. Yeah, it was like the serpent eating itself. <laughs> it was awe-inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Um, they get into a van and drive off. And what whilst that was happening, I couldn't help but think of gags. A lot of the t- a lot of my time in this film mm. was spent thinking about funny things that could happen. <laughs> and one of them would be if they came out this ridiculous march, like, and they all load it into the car and it takes about 30 seconds and then one of them's like oh hang on I forgot my purse and then they like come back out yeah. again and do the march back into the house oh, if only Corden stands there slack jawed yeah uh, just just ogling them and uh, and um, Horden and Corden uh, Horden is looking at um, Corden <laughs> and then he <laughs> occasionally looks back at the women yeah, it's very confusing. It's very Take confusing. It from us. So, so, so after after that, they but hold then... on. We assume that these four women, because mm. the film's called Lesbian Vampire Killers, and these women are inexplicably sort of dressed and yes. behaving. So we think, okay, that's the vampires. Then they continue on yeah. to the pub and find that it's just full of crusty old men. Yes, clear crusty old barkeep, yeah. and in a crusty way, he tells them to go up the road. And they might be able to get somewhere to stay. And they leave that bar with nothing having happened. Well. Oh no, Paul McGann comes in at this yeah. stage. Paul McGann's in this movie, guys. Don't um block out Paul McGann. Do you remember Withnell and I? And you remember like, um, I can't remember which season of Doctor Who it was, but it was, he was Doctor Who once. He was in a couple of episodes, a uh, couple of series of Luther. All right. He's very good in that. I'm really fond of Paul McGann. Yeah. He's got, he, he's a very beautiful man. <laughs> he's got a very lovely facial structure I really like. It came it, out a lot. Yeah. And, and he's got a great authoritative voice. Yes. And a tremendous sensitivity to him, which really came out in Withnell and I. Mm. That also made his scenes very funny. Just the fact that he was this very charming man, just obviously acting ter- terribly. Yeah. I like Paul McGann a lot. Uh, I also like Paul McGann. Um, here he's playing a priest. Yes. Who is trying to combat the curse because mm. his daughter is about to turn 18. Yes. Which and... uh, excites uh, James Corden. Oh, yeah. Almost an incredible legal. amount. Yeah. Even though this is set in the UK. So she's been legal for two years. Um, yeah. Um, the ladies break down in their car. And because we've had mm. a scene with them now, mm. we realise, oh, they're not vampires. Yeah. They're just tourists. They're just ladies. Yeah. Who inexplicably act in a very stereotypical way. Lots of giggling and dancing and mm. stuff in tight outfits. Because, like, Europeans do? That's what Europeans do. Okay. Have you ever been to Europe? No, God, I'm going to miss it. So, so the boys, Corden and Corden, scare scare the ladies. Yeah. And that 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 happens, and then they they become friends, and they move on to the cabin. They have one shot each, and uh, immediately start dancing to nineties music. Yeah, yeah. As they're partying, yeah. Um, Horden. Oh yeah, Horden. Horden. <laughs> um, Thorndon goes to stand in front Thorndon of a giant Caulfield. portrait. Yeah. Um, Henry David Thoreau stands in front of the portrait with um, Lottie, who is um, who is the nice one of the group. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, not n- the nice one because they all seem nice, but she's the uh, one who seems like a human being. Yeah, but a bit. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, not a human being. Still like a, a children's television version of a human being. 
Yes. But nevertheless has things that she wants to achieve. But she sees through Corden's uh, obnoxiousness to Horn's fragile yet manly soul. And she takes an instant liking to him. Horden um, then... (laughs) Doesn't fucking matter. Horden. Prince Pornden. Um, go is told the story of the vampires and goes, oh, vampires is a bit far fetched, and, <coughs> and then sorry, sorry. in my head you said lesbians a bit far fetched, <laughs> Le- lesbians. <laughs> what then? Yes, the party is finally over after one song. One of them goes goes for a wee, yeah, which is very funny. Oh, a wee! Scary things are afoot. Um, Both women who go out for their wee, they get saucy. taken by vampires. Yes. They got, yeah, bumped off by vampires, and that's that's that. Uh, meanwhile, yes. inside the house, Corn is doing quite well with one of the ladies. Yes. Trudy, I think. They have a conversation, Corn and Horndon, mm. about which one they want. Yes. Um, and Corndon express, expresses that he would like um, to go with Lottie, because mm. um, she's actually interested in him for some inexplicable reason. Yeah. Which is, yeah, great. Yeah. And, um... Corn expresses that he would like to go with Trudy because she has big tits and doesn't say much. Yes. Um, uh, uh, to be fair to um, Paul Dark Horndon, he's like, oh, if pushed, he'll go for Lottie. Yeah. Not not because she seems to like him. He doesn't realise that. But he's just um, like, oh, well, you know, she's quite nice. Yeah, that happens. Uh, the the uh, Okay, um, Trudy goes to shower. Yeah. Uh, because she smells? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she goes to shower and then is scared out of her shower um over to the window scared out of my shower <laughs> by that and she comes over to the window yeah. with her boobs flapping about the place yeah a little spider comes down yeah. and in what is easily one of the most obnoxious shots of the film she starts screaming whilst a mounted camera onto her face sort of allows the room to track around in the background as she screams yeah wow was that annoying but then a vampire comes in a bloody vampire, vampire comes, comes in, in behind the it. spider and that's it boom she's dead yeah she's dead so then back in the the living room i guess the, and, d- the dancing room yeah and then basically the dancing terrifying picture room <laughs> so what so what's happened um du- during all of this meanwhile is that um horn's ex-girlfriend Went round oh, to the house of the, the the guy that she was leaving Horn for, and said, uh, "Oh, I'm yours now." And turned out he was married. So he's she is now at the cabin. She's knocking on the door. Yeah. Um. She's scraping at the door. Screaming at the door. And um, he let he lets her in, uh-huh. much to Corden's uh, chagrin. Um. Cut to the bedroom with Horn and his ex girlfriend. Wait a minute. We skipped the vampires. <laughs> I'm sorry. We skipped the whole oh, vampires yeah. just before all this. I just want they, this to end. I know, but as after the shower thing, yeah. they find the broken window with the blood. You're not allowed to do plot anymore. They find <laughs> the broken window with the blood, and they all go running out into the woods to see what's happened mm. to Trudy, yeah. hearing her screams. They f- come across a weird lesbian tableau. A weird yes. lesbian tableau. Yes. Um, very the much name like of my t- concept album. <laughs> weird lesbian tableau. Weird lesbian tableau. It doesn't sound like much of a concept album. <laughs> that's the... Concept albums yet just that's sing the... the name of the album. <laughs> that's the only lyric. <laughs> and that comes on the 13th track of 26. Yeah, so, so, so that is what yeah. we see um, in, in the we, woods. Yeah, then they attack them. They manage to kill... True. Uh, no, uh, Lottie manages to kill one of them by yeah. shoving a branch through her. Yes. Yeah, apparently becoming a vampire makes you ultra um, squishy. 
Yes. Um, she then, and also you have milk for blood. Yes, milk for blood. Wasn't it a fifteen? This. Yeah. And it's still. Uh, I mean, they did say fuck a lot. They said fuck a lot, and there are some actual breasts. There are some nipples thrown about here. Yeah, in there. Yeah. True. So they couldn't have blood. No, because nobody would stand for it. Um, having killed one of the vampires, they rush back to the house. Yes. That stuff Goodman described earlier yeah. happens. Yeah, Horndon is in the bedroom with his awful ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and it is revealed that she is a vampire. Now, yes. when did she become a vampire? Was she always a vampire, and that's why she was filmed in such an inexplicable way, or did she become a vampire at some point after arriving at the town? If she wasn't a vampire, why did she pull in at the inn for directions, and why did nobody there recognize her? There was suggestion at the end of the film that this wasn't limited to Cragwich, Norfolk. So she just happened to also be, be a vampire. vampire. <laughs> I've got to the, hum- like... the human being in me that wants to make sense of the world around me <laughs> has to believe that she was a vampire. Otherwise, why was she behaving in the way that she was in the opening scene? Because she's a woman, Paul. Oh. Women aren't to be trusted. Was she a robot? Unless they're very sexy. Mm. Then you can trust them. But... Sexy in a kind of bouncy fun way, not sexy in a kind of evil your mum kind of way. Intelligent way, because they're dangerous. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Turns out she's a vampire. Yeah. Um, and they kill her. Yeah. That's the, that's the end of that. They kill her in yeah. a goofy way in which they yeah. slam an axe into the top of her head. they just cut her head in half um i noted this is my first laugh you did um, laugh not because point. of the music yeah um they'd after getting the axe in her head they eventually force it down until she basically doesn't have a head anymore she's just a neck yeah and um at that point um matthew horn yeah um he grabs hold of the, the axe not at the end of the 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 the, the handle no like quite of... near the blade and like wrenches it down more into a head that isn't there <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> and um and that's it it's kind of like do you remember the world's end do you remember how no. how well shot the action was in that yes actually it's very similar to that oh it's kind of like an Edgar Wright film did Edgar Wright yeah. direct this uh no I don't think he did actually I feel like Edgar Wright directed who, who, this who, who, who was it oh it was Phil Claydon yes oh. yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I remember that because we kept asking each other that throughout the film turns out it wasn't Edgar Wright oh. everyone ladies and gentlemen and uh, m- m- moving on, before we think about that too much, <laughs> there um oh more stuff. They kill a few more people. Yeah. Corn gets captured. Horn Horn gets captured. Horn gets captured. Corn ends up capt- uh, mm. paired with uh, Paul McGann's priest. They go dig up a sword which has a handle shaped like a, a cock, which um James Corden is um amused aghast at. Yeah, he is is very amused, and then um it sickens him once he comes to accept that he's going to have to touch it. Oh, yeah. He's going to touch it? Yeah, what, touch another penis? That's that's wrong. That's against mm. God. So, yeah, they go to rescue the other one. Mm-hmm. They kill the remaining vampires yeah. in some very uninteresting ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, McGann dies? Probably. I th- we think Paul McGann mm. dies. Uh, that Maybe that happens off screen? There's no evidence to suggest um, his yep. daughter, meanwhile, turns into a vampire and is killed in a goofy, wacky scene mm. by James Corden. Um, Just no like point... murder. <laughs> Just like murder. Yeah. At no point is McGann um, informed of this before he dies. He he never learns that actually um, she was she died in a goofy comedy scene. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the vampire god is eventually killed. Lottie kills the henchwoman. Mm. And they all agree that they're going to go off and fight lesbian vampires and maybe some other aberrant um, mm. supernatural beings. Um, There's a reference, yeah, to a gay werewolf. Yeah, which shows up at the end in a cartoon as a kind of mincy werewolf. Yes, which uh, ramped my tally of gay jokes up to six. Six gay film. jokes in this film. Mm. Well, I, I think the main thrust of this film, thrust, no, is that vamp- uh, lesbianism, like a cock. lesbianism isn't funny. It's no, guys. scary. <laughs> Except when it's sexy. It's yeah. sexy and scary. And the only way to defeat an evil lesbian is with a sword shaped like a cock. Yes. Put that cock in the lesbian. Yeah. And, it, and no worries. Yeah. Um, the misogyny of this film is interstellar. It is wow. Yeah. I mean, once we realized this was a story about a Catholic priest trying to defeat um, a lesbian before she had a chance to spread her lesbianism all over the world. Yes. Using a sword shaped like a cock. It's all we could do to fucking just keep watching. This feels kind of evil, guys, this one. This yeah. one felt a little bit evil. I am not gonna just, like harmlessly bad. I am gonna come out and say right now Oh, come out, better not say that around any uh anyone Uh-oh. involved with this film. Um that this is my least favourite of all the ones we've done. Yeah, me too. All, all all fifteen now that we've done. Um we've thrown a lot of jokes there about um lesb- lesbianism being evil and women being inherently mm. evil and sort of bitches and stuff. That was a largely out of anger with the film. Yeah. I feel like we—it's bad to hang a lampshade on a joke like this. But I really want to just point out that this film is really spiteful. Yes, it's really hurtfully negative about women and lesbians, mm. and I, I, it really was quite upsetting. Well, I, I, I wondered with this, with you know the, the title being lesbian vampire killers. It's about you know it's about vampire women who are killers who are yeah. stronger than men and i and i was wondering you know is this supposed to be or is this going to be an empowering film is it going to be empowering for women now um i think on aggregate it is more positive about women in this film than it is men because oh god yeah but i don't think that's on purpose <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i don't think anyone could watch this film and say oh men are great no <laughs> i feel no. bad about being a man yes right um, there was, yeah, a lot of lad humour. An awful lot of, of, of lad humour. I counted um, <coughs> ten lad jokes. <laughs> um, most of which were, oh, mate, don't be such a pussy. Or, yeah. oh, tits on that. Or, lesbians. Mm. Yeah, so Just, much of the jokes <sighs> aren't jokes in the traditional way. I think the main running joke is the idea of horror situation. Mm. Serious situation where people are dying. What if, rather than two like capable heroes... There's a couple of lads yeah. thrown in there. Like a couple of likely lads with their, you know, be lucky kind of ways. And uh-huh. they're, you know, just trying to get laid throughout the whole thing, even when people are actually dying. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah, it's just, it's actually literally dehumanizing. Because the thing is, by making the women uh, vampires, it's okay to um, exploit them. Yes. It's like, it's fine to be leery. They're not actual humans. They're vampires. Mm. So their sauciness is like part of them. And it's part of their, they're kind of evil and they're enjoying it. So it's okay. And it just feels so ugh, grimy. Yeah. And, and so there's no like, there's, there's, there's no, there's no like moral, moral backbone to any, any of it. I'd not really thought about it until about an hour into the film. Uh-huh. Um, but there was no real reason for making the vampire women lesbians. No. 
But the way that we've just been talking about it now, it kind of feels like the lesbian wasn't the the word up for dispute. I think it was vampire. <laughs> and I think they wanted to make it like a film about lesbian killers. And vampire was the way that they made it they okay mul- to ogle them. <laughs> well, to hear the writers tell it, they apparently decided to come up with like the worst idea ever. And then they would try and make a movie about it. Very much like Snakes on a Plane. They would pitch this idea and then they'd try to write a movie about it. And they came out of lesbian vampire killers. Yeah, so success. Yeah. It's nasty. <laughs> there's there's, it's, there's, it's there's not nasty much film. more we can say about it. It was not really. just nasty. Um, it, was, it, was, it was very mean-spirited. Yeah. And, and it kind of felt like um, Matthew Horne's character, for the most part, was just a bit of a wet blanket. And he was fairly yeah. harmless. But then every now and again, even he would sort of go like go into that kind of mindset yeah and it made it very difficult for me because i don't mind matthew horn but yeah even even him who was supposed to be the nice guy was still still just wrapped up in the phrasing of the film and you know the terminology and and just the, the attitude there's a bit of a history here um a very unfortunate part of british film history that we're tapping in here into here now um, which is the sex comedy. Now, this was big. Um, sort of the permissive 60s gave way to movies like the carry-on movies. Yeah. And as time went on and censorship fell ever further, there was a greater and greater rush to try and exploit that. Um, get people into your saucy comedy. Mm-hmm. Make them laugh. Show some boobs. You'll make loads of money. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a run of films called Confessions of. Right. Yeah, Confessions of a Window Cleaner. Yeah. Uh, and a few sequels. Confessions of Rudolf Hess. Yes, that was an odd one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a history there, and this is part mm. of that, I guess. It's trying to be like a saucy hijinks comedy. But the yeah. thing is, we stopped making those. Mm. It's small, it's small minded. They've, they've gone for, it's, they've, yeah, they've gone for this big idea of lesbian vampire killers, and it's, you know, it's, yeah, fan, like comedy fantasy or something. But the, 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 the vision yeah. only extends as far as dick jokes. They, they they could have shot this film with any story anywhere, and it's just two guys um, scared of being gay, yeah, and and trying to have sex with as many women as possible, yeah, with no uh, further yeah. need to sort of meet them or understand them or yeah, it's it's these two guys, yeah, it's these two it, it's these two horrible guys. And I was thinking actually, um, the Shaun of the Dead comparisons are inevitable. It's supernatural horror mm. comedy. There's a scene in Shaun of the Dead where with Mary. Uh, the checkout girl, yes. who is found in the garden, and they assume that she's drunk. Yeah. And they start joking about in a kind of laddie way, like, I think you're in there, Sean. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, shut up. And yeah. like, uh, and as she approaches, Sean starts to apologize. Yeah. And starts to say, oh, look, sorry, I've actually just come out of a really long relationship. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because yeah. he does actually partly suspect that she is coming on to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because of... His arrogance in that moment, yeah. but also he's being nice about it. Yeah, thinking about that when you think about the relationship between Nick Frost and Simon Pegg in all of their films. Yeah, there's 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 like an there's an un- unashamed homoeroticism. Yeah, in it, and it's and it's it's nice. It's friend. It's friendship. Yeah, and whereas this is 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 like don't say a single nice thing about me because I will suspect you. You're homosexual. You're a homosexual. Yeah, there's no sincerity. I think that's part of it. There's no warmth. Between Corden and Corn, so it's very or any of the other characters. It's very difficult to latch on to mm. a good, like a positive thread. Yeah, there's no jokes in it. There's no like. It's almost as if they decided to make it a comedy much later. Yeah, there were there were. Th- I, I I counted uh, for all, so for all, for all the jokes, I counted six gay jokes, 
five um, peg right can jokes. Can elaborate on what we mean by joke, though? Like, can you name one of these gay jokes? It's not bad enough that woman's robbed you of your brain, she's robbed you of your testicles and all. Well, I'm sorry, mate. I'm claiming your testicles back. No, not... Don't... Not I literally want... Test, that's just sick. No. Yeah, that's what we mean by a joke yes. here. It's like silly things. Yeah. As opposed to like a joke is about making, forcing you to make an ex- assumption and then subverting yeah. it. It's it, there's no wordplay, there's no yes. witty banter. Yes. It's all just character based. It's all oh, these guys. Yeah. In this situation, it's that. And there is one other joke. Okay, let's talk about the other the joke. joke. Let's talk about the joke. We've totally taken unexpected by a gag that worked so yeah. i'm gonna try and make this work for you our two heroes have been tied to a stake that, yeah. that's lottie and um matthew horde corn yeah they've been tied to a stake i don't know what they're doing they're just like mounting over him i think the plot yeah. is that they're gonna kill him or like have sex with him or something and they're swarming around him and sort of they're swarming yeah. around him there's a lot of noise there's a lot of chaos um and then in and amongst this noise just died <laughs> That's my penis. And we laughed. Yeah. Um, really laughed. We really laughed. We had a genuine out loud in yeah. a way that I, I you've just heard it, guys. You've just heard the joke yeah. in this movie. I don't know if it'll work for you. Because yeah. it might have been just the insanity set in from having been watching <laughs> this for an hour and fifteen minutes. You might need that as build up to the True. Gag. Maybe this was the the reason for, for making the entire film. <laughs> it would make a lot of sense. But I but I, I would say that his delivery is excellent. Yeah, it's 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 the delivery. It's not the line. No, it's not the line. It's, it is because because you could say that in a number of, of different ways and it not be. That's funny. my penis. Yeah. That's my penis. <laughs> that's my penis. But um, oh, that's my penis. No, it was it was my penis. Was, yeah. My penis. <laughs> ah, la, la, la. Ah. <laughs> Touching my penis, <laughs> Paul Giamatti. My penis. <laughs> Never do that again. Oh. Oh. I haven't got your penis. It's in Bill's house. house. <laughs> I better go to Bill's house. <laughs> um, why, why are you going to Bill's house? <laughs> Let's not do this. <laughs> so, so, so it was the, the delivery. So it was a genuine thing and it really made me laugh. And, yeah. And, and it made me happy briefly. <laughs> Let's try and turn this around, mate, because okay. this was this was one of the worst films we've ever seen. Okay. Now let's. Well, it's... How can we actually sell this to someone? I I haven't seen Lesbian Vampire Killers. Um, you're gonna sell it to me now. It's like without lying. Let's not do this as like a jokey bit where it's yeah. like, oh, you like this? Actually, sincerely, as a one human being to another, tell me why I should watch va- Lesbian Vampire Killers. Give me impossible tasks. <laughs> I I I think there are there are some redeeming moments in it. I felt. I, def- I, de- I mean, I definitely felt quite warm about Lottie and um, Matthew I, I really... Hardporn's Let's talk about um, relationship. Lottie. She's played by Myanna Burring. Yes. Um, who you may recognise from Kill List. Yes. And here she is. And yeah, she's a warm character. She's yeah. uh, capable. Mm-hmm. She's presented initially as just... She's not distinguished from her friends who are portrayed as sort of... She, she was first. She was wearing glasses. Oh, she puts on the glasses so you know she's more than just yeah. a bit of flesh. Yeah, only trust women wearing glasses unless mm. they're also in a business suit. I have a chart. I'll put it on the um, Twitter. Yeah, ha- check it out so you know which women you can trust and who mm. won't actually turn out to be vampires in disguise or just awful characters who are there to set you off on your journey of redemption. Yes, brave men of the world, join us. We will win this. Yes, 
Vote penis. Yeah. Vote penis. So, yeah, Lottie was a fun character, a likable character. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, check out this movie. It's the story about this um, history student who travels to a, a small town... Mm-hmm. And she meets up with a couple of kind of dirty guys, like they're kind of scuzzy. Yeah. Um, but they're like side ca- characters. They're like yeah. comic relief. And it's her story about how she gets like locked up, like stuck in this town. Yeah. Um, full of like vampire, like vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. I'm <laughs> they're, they're so also, intrigued. They're also lesbians. It yes. turns out, but wow. they're also lesbians. Um, that you you might call them v- lesbian vampires. Oh. She is beset uh, beset by them mm. um, in this little town, and she's held up there with... Uh, and her friends all die, Yeah, so it's very sad. Yeah. And she's stuck there with James Corden and Matthew Horn, which is very sad. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she gets captured, but she manages to break away out. Yes. And she defeats the he- one of the head vampires. Uh, a few bits of chaos happen. Off her own back. Yep, off her own back. Yeah. And then she goes off um, with the two psychics who she sort of whips into shape. To go off yes. and fight um, more vampires. And it's kind of a fun origin story for her. Yes. Um, now, you said you weren't going to lie. All mm. of that was in there. The, yes, you've um, you've rashomoned that. You were, uh, <laughs> you, were, you, were the, you were the beggar who's got a different story to tell. <laughs> Fine. All in, of that is buried. But, but, but that, that is there. As, as James Corden barrels his way into the mystery machine that the girls are driving around. Yeah. And, you know, and starts handing out beers and just, just being really quite obnoxious. Um, Lottie turns to James Pornbon and says something human and, yeah. and then sort of like welcomes him in, into the group and he's like, I'm a normal person. So are you. This yeah. is quite nice. Um, Normal but, people. That would have been great in this. Yeah. I just imagine like a normal interaction between a female character and a male character and how lovely that might be. Or just between any character. I, I, I can I can think of I can think of one that happened and it really made uh, really made me smile. Okay. Just after they murder <laughs> the ex girlfriend. I'm already smiling. <laughs> they murder the ex girlfriend. Yeah. Um, James Corden. There's an awful lot of shit to get through to get to it, but no, I, I promise you that there is a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Lottie comes in, quite sad, realizing that Matthew Horn has gone off with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and then learns that she's been murdered. Yeah, we we killed him, says Matthew Horn, <laughs> and she says, "Oh, great." And James, the the camera is focused on James Corden, who is given a sort of bit of a nasty leer and a bit of a you know predator predatory he grabs a hand grin really yeah creepy. he grabs a hand he's really trying to turn on the charm and just to the left of james corden's face not focused matthew horn smiles and it's a really sweet smile i missed it <laughs> ah at the heart of this movie is the idea that james corden's character is ridiculous yes although it is and there's the vague idea that the situation they've walked into is ridiculous because it pay it caters for him yeah the idea of these women acting in this way, yeah, and, and the vampires, and it's also lewd, shows yeah. that it, it's all part of the wrongness mm. which Corden likes. And this maybe this is what happens when you dehumanize women in this way. Like they could, if you portray them soullessly, they act soullessly or something. I don't know. But at the heart of it, yeah. anyway, is this idea that Matthew Horn is in the right mm. for not wanting to indulge in excess. Yes. And for establishing an actual connection with this woman. Yeah. That's at the heart of the movie. Yes. And I think when he turns up at the the very end with the sword, um, after he finally gets it together to touch a sword that looks like a penis, 
because God knows, men, we've all tried and failed. <laughs> we should stop leaving those around the house. Yeah. <laughs> there are rooms that we just don't go into anymore. <laughs> when he comes through with the sword, looking like the hero, and the music for the first time in 90 minutes gets it right and actually matches the tone to the scene that we're seeing, Yeah, it was almost... I, I could almost feel like this was deserved or this was like his arc yeah. and that he was meant to be with Lottie. <sighs> because he was emasculated by his bitchy girlfriend and now he's got his cock back. Yes. That was him. That was the struggle. Yeah. He grabbed his cock with both hands and threw it at a lesbian. Yeah. Jesus Christ, fuck this movie. Let's quick fire. Let's quick fire. Okay. I really like the idea of throwing a map at a, uh, throwing a map at a dart. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so, uh, <laughs> so what, what did that achieve? Uh, what, what did we decide on? <laughs> I really like the idea of throwing a dart at a map and going to that place. Yeah. It seems like a really cool idea. Yeah. It's neat. Okay. Don't throw a dart at a map in your local pub. Do it in your own map. Yeah. <laughs> you, vandals. Uh, Paul McGann's face as he hears, um, the first line from, uh, another character or one of the main characters anyway. Um, He's in he's in the cabin with James Corden explaining the situation, um, in his you know all of his all of his charm and uh, clout, and um, he drops to one knees is imploring James Corden to help him on his journey, and James Corden delivers his line, and throughout it, Paul, the look of horror on Paul McGann's face, I just like to imagine that Paul McGann had only read his lines, <laughs> and that this is the first Ooh, that he'd heard. Priest character sounds great, yeah, and this is the first he'd heard of anything else from that film. As we've spoken about, the music was um, awful in this movie. The movie, the music was really terrible. Yeah, it felt like an attempt. It felt like the director got in the booth and was like, "Oh, this bit's meant to be funny. It's not very funny. Um, put some mm. wacky music on it. Yeah. That'll make it funny." It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's too late. It's too late. There was one moment of I think them being led away through the woods, and I will mm-hmm. say two things here. One, the woods were really well lit. Any shot of yeah. the woods was really well lit there was nice sort of sets they used if they were sets and cascading mist and uh light streaking through well shot woods um and the music was kind of danny elfman-esque um danny elfman as a music composer and not as on go boy -boy 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 yeah (laughs) although the rest of the movie maybe (laughs) but um tim burton era danny elfman (laughs) ooing and ahhing which reminded me of good horror films I my last one um in the medieval voiceover um past bit yeah. the no the, the 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 medieval knight gave was a very 21st century self-aware no purposefully crap I think and right. um intentionally out of place okay yeah well, that's good yeah my last one is um uh so Corden is the one who receives this uh, exposition from Paul McGann mm. about how um, Corn is the last descendant of this baron, yeah, and stuff. Uh, Horn never gets to hear any of this yeah. because McGann is unceremoniously killed before beforehand. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as a result, he doesn't get any of the legacy stuff. Yes. And so every so often, when it's brought up, he's very confused, and Horn and Corden just says nothing. I'll tell you later. Mm. I, d- I it is quite a good comedy. I conceit the idea that the main character has no idea what actually happened. Yeah. What the actual premise is. And yeah. Corden just dismisses it with nothing, I'll tell you later. It always works as a like a back and forth. <laughs> or or like a recurring joke. Yeah. That'd have been nice. Huh. Yeah. Well that's a that's uh the most positive thing we've said all uh, all evening. Absolutely. And guys, I assure you, that is that carcass 
picked well and truly clean of knees. <laughs> Not a drop left on that guy. No. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. O- o- overwritten on the nose, on yeah. the rails. Underthought about. Yeah. Because sure, have some fun with this concept. Yeah. You, it, there's nothing precluding you from treating this like a serious thing. Mm. In fact, often it helps. If the threat is serious, it makes the comedy of the main characters who are thrown into it better. Yeah. And if the threat is women who come to this town or who are in this town lose themselves and become these kind of easily objectified puppets yeah. of this incredibly lustful god. There's commentary there. Hmm. In comment on the idea of actresses coming into this film. Yeah. And being made the lustful objects of... And you could underpin Corden's... Um, the, 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 the sinisterness to Corden's supposedly mm. harmless... Uh, misogyny yeah. by making it like a bigger thing like oh crap this woman's lost her individuality by becoming you know a lesbian vampire you know this mm. incredibly saucy soulless thing you make a good movie out yeah. of this i mean there was there was no self-awareness to it no, was no. there and all no, no, the, because all... they were already like that the girls yeah. were already giggling and yeah without personality and and there was yeah and, and it, it, all it would have taken was just the occasional step back and acknowledgement of what they were doing and maybe like um like inculcating the the audience into yeah. you know being guilty for laughing at it or or, or laughing <laughs> along with them yeah so all that all that leaves us with in this comedy film yeah. is that one very sweet moment of yeah. Matthew Horn smiling which sweet as it was was not enough to carry the film yeah just a little bit work a little bit of work yeah this could have been the neon demon and that's funny <laughs> Thank you for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, um, uh, um, yeah. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to thank Paul for vetoing Date Movie and um, making can... my making my Wednesday night, um, which is a work night for me, <laughs> particularly <laughs> horrendous, horrendous, horn rended my horn in twain. Um, if anybody else wants to get in touch and uh, talk about their rendered horn, do that on Twitter and Facebook at OGT Pod. We're waiting from comments from uh, from normal people, people who haven't done podcasts. It's making us feel a little bit fringe at the moment. They're kind of like Stuart Lee. The, uh... True, although I would like you not to refer to our fellow podcast buddies as the opposite of normal people. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to hear from people who aren't freaks like us. <laughs> we also have an email address, which is, which is ogtpod at gmail.com. Um, I want to thank everyone again for all the lovely tweets that have been coming our way. Um, yeah. Freaks or not, normies, civilians, <laughs> if you want to get in touch do any challenges do send send them our way um, absolutely You've got another recommendations month just just around the corner and that really is going to be a beautiful one yep uh, by beautiful i mean it's gonna be a lot of sick yeah it's gonna make us literally sick into our own faces if if you if you want to help us out tell a friend we release sound bites every week of um yep. not our best moment <laughs> but the second or third best moment because because <laughs> we don't want to blow our load immediately the they're a good way to show a friend uh, word of mouth is obviously great if your friends respect your decisions in any way. If you'd like to tell a bunch of strangers, please take to iTunes and leave a review, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, very helpful. The other most helpful thing you can do. Yeah, I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about lesbian vampire killers is that one moment where our main character pulled together his strength and his courage, the music soared, and he threw a cock-shaped sword at a witch. <laughs>